0: Thank you for joining us today on the Living Room Disciple podcast. I'm incredibly excited because I have the amazing opportunity to share with you the conversation I had with Sarah Jurs, who is a fantastic Christian music artist uh, who's coming on today to talk a little bit about how the music that we listen to forms us more or less like Jesus, a little bit about her story, and about the music that she makes. There's going to be links to her newest EP, Cyberspace, and the music for today's episode, actually comes from her most recent EP. So make sure to check it out, and I hope you enjoy the conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Living Room Disciple podcast, where discipleship finds a
1: home.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Living Room Disciple podcast. It is so good to have you here.
1: Yes, I'm
2: so excited to be here, Phil.
0: Okay, so... You are breaking the ice and you are our first guest outside of academic circles, which I am like deeply gleeful for, because although I, I hope to be a thoughtful human, I'm really, I have a passion for art more than, more than academics, mm-hmm. if I'm really honest, but don't tell any of my past guests. Yeah, um,
2: okay, It's just a different kind of deep, deep thought.
0: I agree with that very, very, very much. And I'm excited to get into that actually in a moment, because the conversation I'm hoping just to kind of like preview gets into like that, how does music and art form us as humans? But before I do, I just want to share with everyone out there like a a little story. So I'm always on the lookout for new artists and new music. It's just, I'm kind, I'm a, I'm a coffee snob and I'm a music snob. So I hope in everything else in my life, I'm humble, but in those two areas, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Lord has a work to do on my heart. Um and <laughs> and I found your EP, Cyberspace, probably like two months ago. And I, I I heard a single somewhere else, and I was like, I'm gonna check her out. And I was probably two songs in and I was hooked. And not only did it sound fantastic, we'll throw some clips in uh in some of our segue points in the podcast, but I was really impacted by the quality of the lyrics and the intent of the lyrics. Could you just tell us a little bit, just to kind of get to know you a little bit, a little bit about that EP and where the inspiration for that came from?
2: Yeah, Um, no, it's so amazing every time hearing people talk about it. It's It's so crazy to me still. I say this all the time, but it really is so weird to hear that you have listened to it, like something that I put out. Very odd.
0: And you it's like you teleported your thoughts into my brain too, which is super cool.
2: How funny. <laughs> I love that though. That's um, like what I love about music is like how... Yeah. let me. I have so many thoughts. So let me... Yeah. <laughs> what I love about music though is how it is able to express something inside of us that we Mm -hmm. somehow can't express and for whatever reason sometimes it takes somebody else's like somebody else writing about it for us to help us like help us understand what that feeling is or whatever but um yeah so that's amazing that I did that for you so as far as cyberspace a lot of um almost every single one of my albums uh Yeah, every one of my albums is basically just I will have like I'll end up having a Eight or You know, t- however many songs Where cyberspace is like I-, I probably had a little bit more But like maybe I had four or five Six songs okay. That all happen to Be the same theme Because mm. I think like I just write off of What I'm going through Like Mm-hmm. What I just write like is in that particular what I'm feeling
0: moment in that season. Yeah,
2: like mm-hmm. that's just how I do it. Like I yeah. make I, I write because I like need to write to process and to heal and to you know mm-hmm. all that. So, uh, so yeah, so like for cyberspace, I um had written a few songs. I'm like, okay, these all have the same theme. The theme being like feeling a little bit out of touch with myself in uh because uh, like i think there's so many there's so many ways you can kind of start to feel a little bit out of touch with yourself but a uh, huge way is like social media in the sense like cuz if you if you start to care about other people's perception of you more than you care about who you really are it can just get yeah. super messy and then the whole idea of cyberspace is like we try, we are spending so much time trying to present ourselves and our life a certain way to people that we, we believe a lie. Like we believe the lie that we're telling other people. It's like, you know, or like, and um, for example, even like, okay, like with Christians, right? Like you can be like, oh, I want to, let's say even you're like, oh, I want to encourage people. Right. But it can, if you're not careful, like it can be I want people to think that I am a good Mm -hmm. Christian. I want people to think that I'm this. So I'm going to read my Bible for this be People's
0: perception of you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like I'm reading my Bible to post on Instagram. Like instead of I'm reading my Bible to fill me up. You know, so it's like I'm serving people so people
0: will know that I'm somebody who serves people.
2: Yes. You get it. Exactly, exactly. one hundred percent. So I feel like that's like the kind of the main thing, and it's it's just like a very human thing to do. It's not social media. It's like if, even if when social media doesn't didn't exist, people can fall into people's perceptions right. of of them. You know, it's just it's just but a different I, way I to do it, and it's a scarier way to do it because it can.
0: And it, it's yeah. probably easier to fall into because to some extent, social media means like you walk around with a mirror in front of your face all the time.
1: You totally. know, it's kind of what
0: it's like, right? So it's hard. It's hard not to to do something and not reflexively take a picture of it, show it to somebody else, document it yes. in a way that everyone else is seeing it. And so it's like mm-hmm. there is no, it can feel like there is no option other yeah. than, the, I mean, goodness gracious, like we're on a video call right now and like I can't help but not see my face on yeah. the screen <laughs> I'm seeing you in, right? Like like everything yeah. about our technology is a, is a reflection-based system, it feels like.
2: Totally. Totally, exactly. So, and yeah, so I think, uh, and then again, going back to the main theme, I guess, is Mm
0: -hmm.
2: not only losing touch with who you really are, but obviously then losing touch with God, like being disconnected from God because you're disconnected from yourself and like reality in a way. So it's kind of the main things, yeah, becoming too vain or obsessed with yourself and like not, you know, it's just the opposite of Jesus. So, yeah, yeah, that and more, but yeah.
0: So I think one of the most interesting things, and I think one of the best compliments to that EP and and your work is if I was to sit down and tell someone, and I have, I've actually tried to do this, you know, like, you should really check this out. It's about, you know, kind of becoming like in deeply influenced by social media. It just sounds clean. It sounds lame. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like something...
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's like, it's like funny when I try to describe it. I'm like, wait, so it's about social media. It's like, okay, like everyone's talking about that, you know.
0: But it takes a different take. And I think one of these moments that I remember listening to the album, which is really funny, especially those who are listening to this who know me, I'm not on social media. And so uh, the fact that this Mm -hmm. album like still like deeply resonated with me is interesting. And I think it speaks to the fact that it kind of goes to something beyond
2: um yeah cause that's, but like I, was gonna, uh, I, was, I remember I was gonna add that it's like that's one part right that's one thing that I've mm-hmm. kind of been through but then it's also a total deeper level of like just feeling out of touch with yourself just feeling like I don't feel like I'm in my body like I kind of was always having yeah. those experiences of like I don't feel like I'm in the moment I feel like I'm always outside like feel like I want to be here. I want to mm-hmm. enjoy my life. I want to have these experiences. I want to be present. But for whatever reason, I can't be. So that's like the main, main, main thing too. So it's like, you know, like I said, like the human experience just naturally.
0: So tell me why, why would you consider that? And I think the answer might be obvious to you, but but let's kind of define it for everyone. So why would you consider that a bad thing? Why is being disconnected a bad thing? And how, how does being disconnected I mean, how does that, God, God isn't bothered by me being disconnected, is he? Like, how does, how does that influence my relationship with, with the Lord?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's, like, not being able to be present in moments, Um, like, I, I want to... Be able to be in a room full of people and really be there and, like, be able to enjoy the company of the people, be able to listen to the people. And I think it's just, like, an overall caring. It's an overall, like, I care about these people in this moment. Um, I think, like, just, like, yeah, just connection of some way, like, to... Connection, like I said, the like connection to yourself, to others, and to God. Yeah. I feel like it's just like a presence of instead of being. I feel like that
0: might be a, a good way to to word it, right? Like, is so it's it's. I really love the artistry behind this idea of being in your body, but but there's also like I think for some people who may be like, what does that mean? It's it's when you're listening to someone. Tell me if I'm if I'm hearing right. Like when mm-hmm. you're listening to someone, you're actually listening to someone. Like Mm -hmm. like your eyes are focusing on their face, (laughs) your your ears and your mind are focusing on their words and like you're with them as they're Mm -hmm. trying to be there. Would you say that's kind of like what you're talking about?
2: Totally. Like, I think it's like, I think um, it it does go deeper into like I, um, I experienced, I think a pretty big stretch of depression where I just Mm -hmm. felt numb from everything and like i mean for lack of a better term dead inside so like when you feel yeah so it's like feeling out of your body almost feels like you're not living right it's like you're just watching your body exist you're watching yourself exist but you're not like what like what it it is to truly live right like so like driving in a car you know it's like okay i'm just Mm -hmm. sitting here watch waiting for the time to go by instead of like being in the car, enjoying my the company of my friends, like enjoying seeing nature and like all those things. Do you know what I mean?
0: I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, and let's let's like kind of hone in on that for just a moment because I feel like there's probably some people who are listening, very much nodding their heads. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I I can think of one instance in the last year in which I went through a stretch of time like that. Now, you know, mine was caused by like some external grief, right? And I'm processing through that. And Mm. I definitely had a season that kind of also probably played into some spiritual like dark night of the soul kind of stuff. Totally. Um, And so for me, music became a really important part of maintaining my faith during that time and maintaining like my presence with the Lord during that time. I don't know. Have you had a similar experience to that? Like, are you you tracking with me?
2: Oh, 100%. I, yeah. I mean, a general statement that I believe to the core of me, and I I think it's Mm -hmm. not biblical, um, is music is the portal, almost, if you will, to the presence of God. Like, okay. You know, like the story where it's like, okay, bring in the like bring in the harp and the lyre, so I can like pray or like so I can commune with the Lord. There's like a verse mm-hmm. that says that, and I am mm-hmm. just so like, I just am convinced of it. I just think there's something, there's something so special, like, and like sometimes if someone's talking to you or if you're listening to words, it just does not. It's not able to. Pierce sometimes Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you put it with music And you put it somehow With somehow when it's written In song form and there's An actual music sound To go along with it it just is able To like feel like it's able to Enter in smoothly and enter Into my heart like You know so I think Like okay because when you're Going through doubt or when you're going through Pain and you need Words of truth to hold on to and to keep you firm right but sometimes hearing the words still doesn't still doesn't help but some hearing the truth of the words with the company accompaniment of music able like lets it actually come through you know and then I'm able to grasp the words and I'm able to hold on
0: yeah I'm I'm deeply tracking with this. And and I think this is actually a universal thing when it comes to art in general. And I think it's the deep power that art provides. There's this quote. Oh, I wish I could remember the individual. I will put it in the the show notes. uh, Who says, um, good art can refine a community, but bad art can do an incalculable harm. And I think it's partly because what you're talking about is true, right? Like these truths in the song can sink. Like if I was to tell someone... Social media and technology can really create a disconnect between you and, and your body and your presence of mind, and you're not going to be able to love people effectively and commune with God. They just like nod, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right?
2: Yeah. And then
0: if someone is like <laughs> listen to to your you know your EP for like what twenty minutes or something like that, yeah. And have these moments where you're just like, you know, and now I can look God in the face, right? Like that moment in that in that song, and I was like. Dang, you know, like there is this when 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 there's this commitment to to disconnecting from the world or at least those world systems, I would say reconnecting with the the person God's made you in an an effort to commune with God. But like it was said in a way that you only need to say that one lyric and like a thousand synapses in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) put All together. And it was a beautiful moment. And I think art does that. I think I'm finally flowing
1: the sand I wave hello the ocean I think we're friends He says I know the man who knows the plan and he says you're doing fine Says you're right inside his hands I just wanna stay here on the ground Soaking all the sights and all the sounds I feel the dirt beneath my feet I feel the beauty of life I breathe
0: On the flip side, I think that a lot of people would be like, Yeah, I get that. You know, I mean, I've had a song speak to me. I've had these moments of like depth. You know, maybe it comes from a praise and worship song at church. Maybe it comes from something, you know, heard on the radio or whatever. I think we don't want to talk about the the fact that music can have the reverse. You know what I mean? Totally. For us. And, you know, I kind of want to, I have my own axes to grind. (laughs) Like I, I have my own pet peeves, but they're so limited and I'm not a musician. So from, from your perspective, I'd love to hear like, how have you seen music negatively affect you or affect others? And Hmm. you know, what lessons should the church be taking away from those things?
2: Totally. I mean, I think it's, I think super simple. Like I am maybe alone in this, but I think, I don't think I'm alone in this. I don't think okay. I'm alone in this. I think you would agree with me. Um, but you can let me know if you disagree. Let me the
0: know. two of us can be alone in this. <laughs>
2: <Like>. <laughs> but I don't think that art and faith is disconnected in any way. Like, Or like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's two separate things. Like in in general, in life, I don't think that, I don't think anything is that separate, right? Like, to yeah. me, my life is, is, uh, it, there's no compartment, I guess, if you will. Like I am one yeah. being, I don't have any compartments of me. It's like not one compartment of me as a musician, one compartment of me, loves God, one compartment of me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like, I do. We start to compartmentalize yeah. ourselves in life. And I just,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I just don't think that those things exist. At least like, I just don't, it doesn't exist. Like, God and everything is one complete system, all happening at one time, and it's all flowing and working perfectly. And so, when it comes to art, this is a two part. I feel like there's two parts of this. So, one, um, everything that you put into your mind, whether it be music, movie, books, any, it, whatever it is, anything that, anything that you put into your mind, is. And it is very important, like, like when the Bible says, think Mm -hmm. of things good and true and righteous and pure, like, that is everything, that's thinking. So, everything we look at and set our minds on is going to create thoughts. So, if something is going to put negative thoughts into your head or not truth into your head, then it's wrong, right? It's not going to bring us to thinking of things good and pure, to thinking of things lovely. And when your mind is thinking of those things, you are in peace. God keeps in perfect peace, peace, those whose minds are set on him. So my mind is not set on God and the truth of who he is and the truth of who I am. I'm not going to have peace. I'm going to have anxiety. Not even like, like I would, in in a sense, yes, it is like right and wrong because like, yeah, there are things that are sin or will cause sin, right? Cause sin in our minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once, once something is in your mind, then you're more prone to act and those things are sin. But like, also it's just, I'm going to have anxiety if my mind is not set on Jesus and the things of God and the things that are true and good. So it's like, it's just very simple.
0: Yeah. And I am so on the same page and it's so, yeah. <laughs> edifying to hear that like I'm not the only person and somebody who doesn't have gray hairs uh on my page when I tell
2: when I tell you like it's so weird I won't get too much into it but it's very weird in our culture right now that to to want to be pure is uh can be looked at as I don't know I guess can be looked at as you're being too much you're being too mm. religious in a way you know what i mean like our the pendulum of where we're Sarah. swung is like you know what i mean so it's like i, I just we just don't became understand. best friends yeah no we're besties i just don't understand i don't even understand how it's like a like a conversation you know what i mean yes
0: but that's just yeah, yeah. That's just- <laughs> well just process like this and and, and this even yeah. comes back to to one of the songs um, from UEP that I just love, which is a uh, living sacrifice. And it's just this beautiful thing that's like, I am a living sacrifice. I, I shouldn't take that lightly. And then you're like, I- I'm a living sacrifice. You don't take that lightly. And yeah. I think what happens when we choose to make excuses is really what it becomes, in my opinion. We make excuses to, to process through and to digest any form of media that just does not glorify God We are not taking seriously the commitment to be a living sacrifice to Jesus. We want him to take that seriously. Like we want him to go to the cross. We want him to die for us. We want him to forgive us for sins. But then when he says, follow me and commit in in the like our commitment modeled after his commitment, it's almost like, and I think, I think we see this in the epistles. Like when the, the apostles are writing and they're exhorting these churches, I think that this idea of I'm forgiven, so I don't actually have to like push myself and discipline myself to live a pure and holy life because Christ's blood covers me. I feel like this is the stuff that was like giving Paul a hernia. You know what I mean? (laughs) As he was trying to like get them (laughs) to understand that that is not how this works. (laughs) That like, no, it's the reverse. As genuinely like forgiven humans, we push forward, harder like mm. in, this here's the example like an athlete right that's just like allowing their body to be beaten to train it into submission mm. to be a good olympian we do that spiritually
1: yeah
2: and, and I, I think it's I'm all i'm just
0: not convinced that like some of this yeah I'm, okay i'm I'm about to get too old no and,
2: no yeah. no no i love take, it take it away sarah no, please <laughs> phil phil go off oh, phil Um, no, I was gonna say, I think it all comes down to love. Who do we really love? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. I am in no way, like, of course, I I believe all these things, right? But of of course, sometimes I, I'm not perfectly walking in it, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not, oh, it's not like, oh, well, I'm not being a good Christian, or I'm not, I'm not disciplining myself hard enough. It's like, no, it's like there's something wrong with what I'm loving. Like I'm not loving God yes. right now. There's something in the there's something that I'm loving yeah. more than him. And why am I loving like and that means I'm believing a lie about God and about that thing. Like, so I think that's where it comes down to. It's like if we love God and we if we understand the love of God truly and we know that his ways are perfect and good, like then, you know, if you love me, you'll obey me right like so if i love god i will obey him and and like i said though too it's like when i'm not walking with jesus when i'm not walking in the light when i'm not meditating and focusing on him i'm anxious in my soul like it's I, it's like i physically can't i don't yeah. i can't i can't do both things like i just can't i'm either living in anxiety
1: yeah.
2: or i'm living in peace with jesus like because like it's just better like it just is just the way that i was created
1: Seems like I've lost myself in cyberspace I don't reckon
0: this podcast to make a small announcement. So I'm actually working okay. on a book right now um, wow.
1: that
0: hits on a little bit of what you just said. And it, I just literally was writing about it this morning. And so there, when when we acknowledge that there's a tension between who we are and who God has called us to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have two choices, ultimately. And me and my wife are talking about this. You have the, the one choice, which is to like acknowledge and submit. You know what I mean? Like to be ah, like, oh, like Lord, forgive me. Like I am not being that person, but I'm going to strive, and that's that's what I want. And you walk in the grace. Well, I guess you have three options, but in this, in the ideal option, you you walk in mm-hmm. the grace of God, knowing that you are not condemned, right? Who can bring a charge against you, right? Like you embrace mm-hmm. the fact that you don't have that condemnation on you, but you still desire to move towards that pure and sanctified life. Then you really have the the second primary option, which is. To justify yourself, instead of allowing God to justify you, you justify yourself and, and, and identify a way in which you don't need to conform to this because blank, right? Like, you we wrestle and then it comes to the point where like, well, I still want to be, you know, I have to understand the people in my community. So that's why I listen to Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like, no. You know what I mean? And so whatever it is, like we, we (laughs) figure out a way to justify the the lack of change. And we see this in in so many ways, not just music. This is also, you know, someone comes to know Jesus in a wonderful, beautiful way. And, but they're like living with someone outside of marriage and they have to go through this difficult, deep, I'm very empathetic. This is not a judgmental statement. This is a, these are the things that I've struggled with that you've struggled with. But the question, no matter what the issue is, the answer, the right answer is still the same. And it's, come to the submission of a loving savior, right? Uh, Who is not condemning you, but is convicting you. But when we decide instead to make an excuse as to why this thing is still allowed to live in my life, we build up small and then larger walls against God in his yep. work, I, I think the quick third way that we can handle those things is just allow ourselves to be beaten down by lies and condemnation and just to feel like we're never good enough and, and just allow that to waste down it. And uh, for those who are struggling with that, I just really want to remind us that like the, the saving grace of God is so powerful. And we don't, we, he's not bringing a charge against his elect, the people who have come into a saving relationship with him. He, If he's not bringing a charge, you can't either. So there's that. But I think the key is, Whenever we have that moment, and sometimes it happens when we meet someone. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, right? You meet someone and you're like, wow, I am not, I'm not following Jesus to the level they are.
2: All the time.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Me too. Me and my wife. Yeah. We have like people that we meet. And then again, with that person, you have two options. You'd be like, wow, I want to, I wanna aspire to that and follow them as they're following Christ. Or mm. I can find something in them. That I can then use to extrapolate as to why they're not doing the right thing. So I think, in a lot of ways, mm. you probably heard this too. It, it's the like, well, they're they're just legalistic around this, or that's just too far, or whatever it is. Instead of yes, submitting to that desire for purity, I am getting off my
2: bill. Deck. This is that was so good, Phil. No, you know, it's so funny. It's <laughs> actually well, one thing I say all the time and I stick by it for myself included and I think it's a great tool personally mm-hmm. if ever I feel the need to justify something it's wrong yes right things don't need justification that's just simple fact doesn't matter what it is small big yep. if I need to justify something if I'm coming up with uh-huh. reasons as to why it's good it's wrong yep. because good things don't need an explanation. So that's just throwing that out there. Number two, it's so funny that you were talking about what you just said uh this uh this Sunday I, I was as I was listening to uh the sermon at my that my pastor was giving, this thought came into my mind of because uh, it was basically like uh hey, this is like it was like, hey, like where are you at with um how you love I guess like where are you at in the stages mm-hmm. of love and it was like a four mm-hmm. stages of love right so it's all ranging from very selfish right and then to loving God for the sake of others so very to mm-hmm. selfless and this thought came into my mind of like coming to the reality of who you really are however disappointing that might be is crucial for change right because mm-hmm. Even though it's so mm-hmm. hard to be like, this is where I really am, especially if you are not satisfied and unhappy and you're almost maybe can be yeah disappointed in yourself as to where you are. You have to go to that moment to then be able to redirect and grow and become the person that you know God is calling you to be, right? Yeah. The person that you can be, the person that you are, right, but that you're fully but surely Being formed into. Being formed into, and uh, so that I love that you said that too. I had that exact same kind of thought of like, yeah. I am a
0: living
1: sacrifice. I am a living sacrifice. I am a living sacrifice. I, living
0: sacrifice. I can't take it lightly. Okay. Let me segue this just a little bit.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: so, uh, I think we both we both alluded to this, and you, and you you kind of started, and I think I probably redirected this a little bit. How I, I think the question that I'd love to have answered from your perspective is: what are the ways in which music has formed you? I think let's go there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the ways in which music has formed you specifically, Sarah?
2: So yeah, I realized that yeah I had that second part that'll that'll come we'll come we'll go back to that. But how music has formed me, I think I am grateful to God every single day that He gave me an avenue to process Mm healing. I um I didn't start writing music until I was about fifteen, and I had never sang in front of anybody like me. I never thought that I would ever do music like in general life. Like I I always like, like to, to draw and stuff. And, but I never, yeah, I didn't have any way of, I guess, expressing myself like quote unquote, or like being able to, yeah, process anything that I really had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I didn't have a way of processing. And so when I I finally started writing one day and it was about, I think like I started writing about just every situation. Like my, my grandpa had passed away like a few years before. Mm -hmm. And so I like wrote a song about that. And I was like, Whoa, this is so weird. Like I'm getting out these emotions and thoughts. I didn't even know I had like, yeah, 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 to this day, like I'll have like really, really like, if I am ha- having deep emotions, right, whatever it is, I don't even know how I'm feeling. I'll just start writing it out. Like I'll just have my guitar. I'll just play random chords, and and I'll like, I'll somehow it just all starts feeling out, and then I'm like, oh, that's how I feel. And so
0: oh, that that's has so interesting.
2: Yeah, like I don't know, like where a song is gonna go, like until I'm get- yeah. getting there. And, um, especially in the beginning, like obviously like now my Mm practice is slightly different, but I mean, but very much the same. And, um, so I was going to say for me, music is just, yeah, it's just like the tool that God has given. It's just the avenue, the tool that I am able to just slow down, I guess I can slow down. I can process and, and yeah, just to go through that journey through pain and doubt, whatever it is, you know.
0: So it sounds like the music you make is is something that allows you to process. What about the music that you intake?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does how does that form you?
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, so same, uh, so same thing. I think like it allows me to slow down, mm-hmm. and I. Yeah, you like I learn so much from music. I love lyric and lo- like yeah. that is my thing. Same. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like I don't listen to a song and be like, "Oh, I love this the this instrument and this instrument like that doesn't like ever come across my brain. I just listen uh-huh. to the words and like the words alone. Obviously, I like everything yeah. else, but like the words are what matter to me and yeah, yeah, yeah. to hear a good song, like just something that makes you Something that moves you, right, in some way. Something that brings. I think music, song, songwriting, songs help you see something from a different perspective. Like so, like mm-hmm. we we're talking about, like it—it it creates a new way of seeing something or yes. actually putting image to things that are invisible. So, uh, I've been shaped by music, like when I was going through, like, depression, feeling really numb, or then also, like, during that time, I could not be alone with my thoughts, like, I could not be in silence ever, and so, like, at night, I would play this same song by Citizens. I would play that song every single night, because even though I was, like, So low and I I went through so much Doubt so much unbelief So much lack like Mm. I mean everything And but I would play that song And it would be the one thing That would like Like I said even though I was Completely shut off and I felt Just like numb and dead inside And dark and like everything And and nothing Mm. that anyone said helped Somehow that song Was like one tiny drop Of Yeah Hope one tiny drop of connection, one tiny drop of like maybe God's presence, right? A tiny drop that I could tangibly feel, like, and that would that got me through the night, like, and and in so many ways, music has shaped me. Yeah, just in general, like,
0: well, really quick, can we just even pause in in what you were just talking about? Because there's a bunch of people, right, who are experiencing the same thing, and tonight. have every intention of putting music on. But I think that the choice is so important because you can put something on where your intention is, you you know, your mindset is, I'm just going to put something on, I just don't want to be in Mm silence. But what you put on is going to form your mind and your imagination. One of the ways that I Mm -hmm. word it is you're giving your imagination the building blocks to build the vision. Yeah. And so... If you give it building blocks with music that is is filled with a lack of hope, depression, anxiety, the glorification of broken relationships, (laughs) the glorification of vindictiveness or vengefulness, the proliferation of sex and sexuality, like if you give it these building blocks, your imagination will build with them. Hundred percent, without without asking you. And (laughs) I remember I was probably I was like twenty four. And I was going. We were going through some really rough stuff, me and wife, and uh, just some grief that had happened to us, and and some difficulty. And it was the closest I'd ever come to walking away from the Lord. Like I was just, I was exhausted and burnt in a way. And similar, uh, King's Kaleidoscope, which came out of the same movement of music as Citizens did,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, that was right around the the time they had released an album with the song "A Prayer." Uh, Oh my gosh! Super, super controversial song. Such an incredible song.
2: Incredible song. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and and I remember feeling worn out. I I I would think I was more angry than numb. If I'm really honest, I was very angry, and I would play that over and over and every day on my way every day on my way to work Mm. because it was this reminder that at least somebody else who had kept the faith had felt something similar,
1: Mm -hmm. and.
0: It ended with this reminder from God because I was not hearing from God. So this I had I, this artist was giving me the words Chad Gardner from mm-hmm. King's Telescope was giving me the yeah. words that Jesus was saying to me, and it it saw me through months of I probably otherwise would have potentially left the faith.
2: Yeah, it's just so power. It's just so powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, it's just it's the same thing. It's nothing different. It's just a different way, and it's just like a mm-hmm. even. It's just a like I said. I think. I think I, I believe God, like, there's just something in the sound waves of music that is just different. It just is. Well, aren't we,
0: we have, we have the Psalms, right? Which we know are music, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cliche to mention, but it's true. But then there seems to be, I'm going to bust out my theology brain. We don't, we don't really have music in the garden that we see, except except we look into the book of Revelation, which gives us images of the cherubim um, singing, uh, I mm-hmm. think Isaiah has verses as well, and then this indication that we are also going to be singing. And then when we see the new kingdom, it, it resembles very similarly, similar to the Garden of Eden. It's essentially, I mean, it doesn't even have a mm-hmm. temple, in it. it's the tree of life and all these things. And if the cherubim were singing, then we would imagine that even the Garden of Eden was filled with the songs of the cherubim. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. That's a fill guesswork, yeah. right? But there's, <laughs> it just seems to be like it would. It would make sense. It would fit in with the story of Scripture for music to be this medium of praising and glorifying God. And part of that praising and glorifying process, it, well, the reason is to give God glory, and that is enough of a reason. But as we do it, we are formed by what we sing. And so mm. when we sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, we we form our hearts to believe that and we deepen that truth into our soul. And so I I mean I it, yes, I agree with you. It's what that's a very long fill way of saying, Yeah, I agree, Sarah.
2: No, I absolutely love it. And I could go for no, like this I love this conversation. And even like one thing I think about is like uh how, you know, like they say like how like the planet and everything have
1: Mm -hmm. music
2: right they all have sound and like how everything is working like in rhythm like and in Mm -hmm. unison so it's like i I used to always like think like you know like every the universe is a song everything is happening in rhythm and be like there is these sounds and waves like that are all working as one like I used to be like so like people would be like, oh you're so
0: heavy. I'd be like, life is music, man. <laughs> well, look, what well, you can't what well, you can say though <laughs> is you go to the Torah, right? The first five books, uh what Latin we call the Pentateuch, and and God tells the people of Israel how to set up the not just anybody, but the priests to form uh, a essentially worship band, right? Like this is This is how you will praise me. Like he establishes Uh that in the law, right? Right alongside the rules around sanctification and around sacrifice and the forgiveness of sins and the establishment of the tabernacle, right? in all that is also, okay, and these will be your worshipers. And fast forward, Joshua, right? Who's going to lead the march around Jericho, the symbolic first step into the reclamation, you know, know, taking back the promised land? Right. And it's, it's the musicians. Uh, Shanger, could you have been at the front of the Israelite army? That... I don't
2: know. <laughs> but you know what? But that's honestly, I, I kid you not. That was like life changing. Like what you just said.
0: Uh, praise the Lord. I think, there's, well, think look, there's
2: something in that.
0: There is something in that. And my encouragement to you in this moment is that like that those stories are real, but also we learn themes and patterns about how God works with his people. And as it, I know someone's going to be like, that's a little cliche, Phil, but whatever. It's so true that there are, there are powers at work in our hearts, the Jerichos of our soul, that mm-hmm. at least in part, God uses a variety of things, but I think music is one of the things that he uses to still sound the trumpet and bring the walls down and, and minister to us. And it's why yeah. the early Christians developed songs, hymns. Uh, we, you know, we, we look at the Nicene and the apostolic creed, right? There's a got it. There's a lot of good indication that those were sung initially um, to help deepen and remind people of the truths of you know before they had the new testament they had the creeds like before they had the new testament right as the new testament was being written they had the creeds mm-hmm. wow and i think that's important
1: i just want to live there on the ground see all the sights there all the sounds feel the dirt and the feet taste the beauty of the life they breathe so my mind is around something I can't find. Oh, i I never stole and still I'm
0: wondering why. Okay. All right. So Sarah, as we're wrapping it up, um, you know, you've been making music for a hot second, and and you're following Jesus and you're, and you're pursuing him. What how would you what kind of advice would you give other artists who are kind of coming up uh, behind you? and who are are going to be formed by both the world and their art give, give them some advice like what do they need to take away from this
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so this goes into um yeah that 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 second point that i forgot that twofold question that i forgot to answer the rest of in our <laughs> when we first started um but i i think that what i have found is Focus on who you really are. Focus on your relationship with Jesus. Don't focus on what you want other people to think about you or your music or whatever it is. Like just focus on the reality of what of who you are and what God knows about you and your actual relationship with him. Like actually focus on being in the secret place with Jesus, you know, like don't don't let the outside noise come in to, to you and your space. I think that's just the most important thing. Like, and yeah, yeah just in general, like it, cause it, it can be so easy to um, want to make a name for yourself because that's what everyone else is doing.
1: Like, yeah.
2: but the point is, no, I'm, I'm a living sacrifice. I'm here to worship Jesus. I'm here to, tell people about how good he is, right? Like, so I think that's, that's always my biggest advice to anybody is like, just one, be yourself, be authentic, be vulnerable, like, you know, just be yourself, be yourself, be authentic, and then just be true to Jesus and just focus on him and that relationship. Focus on, on that being authentic as well. And then whatever comes out of you is going to be good. Like what, naturally comes out of you is what's inside of you so just focus Mm -hmm. on who you're becoming and you'll naturally you know beautiful things will naturally come out i think or you know true things will naturally come out and i was gonna say too um yeah when you are authentically yourself you naturally will people will naturally connect to it and it will be helpful that's my thing
0: Sarah, I'm deeply appreciative of the fact that you're living that out. I'm appreciative of the fact that, like, you feel like a natural extension of your music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm meeting you, and I just feel like, oh, yeah, this is the Sarah I've I've been, like, listening to and hanging out with already in your music, and I'm grateful for the work you're doing um, for the Lord and for the church. And I cannot wait. I heard you mentioned earlier, okay, so you might have a new album coming
2: out? Okay. Yes. I have a new album coming out. Long story short, it's been pushed back. It's coming out, I think September. So September, save your, save the date. I don't have actual date yet. (laughs) But September It's coming out. It's going to be actually a lot of them. A lot of the songs were written like five years ago. So it was during that. It was during the time of me coming out of that really bad depression state. So it's very interesting, but it's going to end with hope because I now, like, glory to God, he restored my soul and my hope and my joy. And so it's going to be like just the whole journey. And I am really excited. It's like, yeah, I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. It has just been fantastic to get to know you. Thanks, Phil. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Room Disciple podcast today. I pray in that my conversation with Sarah Jers was as much a blessing to you as it was to me. Uh, all the music that you heard in today's episode actually came from her most recent EP. Make sure to check her out. Follow her work. You can see some links in the show notes below. And she has a new album coming out in September. So we'll hopefully have her back on during that time. Also, you'll see in the show notes a link to our Patreon page. We invite you to come join us to support the work that we're doing to help people be formed to be more like Jesus huge shout out to our producer Anissa Leib for making this all happen and to Eric Church for getting this into your feeds he's our marketing manager thank you so much for joining us today on the living room disciple where discipleship finds a home